More morning, anytime. This is the Kissing Country, Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Talking about uh, the LRT getting struck again for the seventh time, and, you know, Matt's all fired up about it. Get arms. It's We're, we're way past putting arms on. The, I, I looked at those intersections. It, I can't even imagine how long and how difficult it would be to put arms in all those intersections now. It's just we're past that, Matt. People are just going to have to learn. I mean, you know, they're just going to have to learn. Like they're doing right now? Exactly. You know, by I mean, turning left into a now <laughs> new development. Well, you know what? There's been seven collisions since they've started testing. There's been seven other collisions in the city. What does that mean? What do we do with all those other accidents? I mean, we just got to deal with it. I think it's to the degree of the accident. <laughs> yeah, right. Like if I hit somebody and I get in a fender bender and I pull off to the right, yeah. other people can go by. Right. The day kind of gets ruined when an LRT gets in. because there's only one track going that direction. I know, I know, I know, I know. It, like. You can find a way to put the arms in. You have to stop people from themselves. Yeah. That red light, the red no, don't turn, and the big pla- the big billboards <laughs> clearly aren't working. Yeah. Uh, seven times. There's been thousands of times that it's gone successfully. <laughs> See, you are. <laughs> yes, you're, you're correct. <laughs> but, like, you look at other cities, I think they go months Nay, even years without hitting an LRT. We don't know that fact. You know, but you are. <laughs> this is like arguing with a monkey. You know, I'm, a, I'm absolutely. I am a LRT accident denier. That's what yes, I am. you are. <laughs> this isn't real. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Just like playing chess with a pigeon. You know what I saw on Facebook? Those accents aren't even happening. Yeah. They, I, I no. heard Justin Trudeau planted them <laughs> to get more funding for his evil projects. <laughs> Uh, text says they should never have iron the ground. What does that mean? Put it in the ground or whatever. Oh, I see. Many cities have done this. Uh, they now have it up up off the street. Oh, yeah. No, no. Putting it above the street or putting it below was the answer, but at what cost, right? Exactly. I, mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, we have it elevated in some areas, and that didn't go well either. Yeah, there's like four pillars. Yeah. And they all cracked and crumbled. <laughs> they didn't. Can you imagine if there was hundreds of them? They didn't crumble, but... <laughs> They cracked. He's <laughs> here denying again. <laughs> what, just are surf- you a patsy for the LRT? <laughs> it was just surface cracks, okay? You're, are you in the pocket of <laughs> big LRT? B- big public transport? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Chris loves a boondoggle. <laughs> oh, it is fun. It's a, what else would we talk about? It's, I agree. Six, I, I never wanted to stop. 612 on a Wednesday morning. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, every time it happens. I don't want crossing arms because then we won't have nothing to talk prime about. Prime content, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, Oilers in action tonight, as we talked about, uh, 8-20 uh, for puck drop and uh, whatever form you're going to be watching the game. It's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, last night they didn't play, but there were some uh, other games that uh, happened. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs got smoked last night. Uh, the uh, Colorado Avalanche got beat. And uh, the Nashville, or sorry, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights got beat by the Winnipeg Jets. But here's the thing about the Winnipeg Jets game. Did you hear about Morgan Barron? He's a forward for the team. And uh, I saw the play live, and it was crazy. He was kind of in fr- in front of the net, and he got pushed into the net, and the goalie's skate came up, and it it, it went underneath his, uh, I, I guess, underneath his visor. visor, and it cut him. I did see this, and uh, he went to to uh, wherever you go, <laughs> and he got stitched up seventy five stitches, just just above the eye. Like, it was so close to being an absolutely tragic situation. So he gets 75 stitches, 
and he returns in the second period with a full cage and plays the rest of the game. 75 stitches. 30 certified <laughs> hockey guy, bot. <laughs> Just caught one above the eye, then I had to go bar down ski? <laughs> Yoosh. Can you imagine for uh, 75 stitches? That's a, like, that, do they have two people working on them? Because I've got four <laughs> stitches before and it felt like it took like an eternity. 75? <laughs> did they use like this, the, the, the stitch gun? I don't know. And he didn't look too bad after. He just had like that one little bandage. I'm like, they fit 75 stitches in that one area? <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, hats off to him. Pretty inspiring, the coach said after the game. Yeah, no kidding. You got to love those hockey players. Hey? And no freezing. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't like, I hope somebody held his hand. I'm sure there was freezing involved. No way. They don't do his freezing. Why? They don't want, like, do you, okay, first off, you have to have somebody who knows how to apply the freezing. Right. I think like the trainers aren't doctors. Right. Right. They just start stitching you up, man. Okay. Thread and needle. Beep, I, beep, beep, beep. They had to give him freezing bad. I don't think they just. Then he couldn't see out of his eyeball. How are you supposed to play an NHL well, game? It freezes here? your eye shut? No. Maybe. <laughs> well, it trickles down the freezing, right? You get one cheek frozen when you're getting your... All right, Dr. DeBurs. I don't buy that. I think they use freezing. No chance. No? Matt, there are doctors at every game, says Tyler. Yes, I understand that they're doctors. And, and wait for the text to say, Matt, they had to use freezing. No! Why would they not use freezing? You think? <laughs> I've always been of the mind that, like, when you get stitches on the bench, they're yeah. not freezing it. They're just I, stitching you up. When I wiped out on my bike and I went to the... Uh, yeah, you went to the hospital. Right, but they they, they put, like... The, freezing in you, yes. In, I understand that, like, the general population... my nose, they put some freezing in my nose. Yes, right. like, general population, if you go to emergency and need stitches, right. they're going to freeze it. Right. But if I am in a hurry to get back for my next shift during an NHL game, they're not going to... I had my eyes split and didn't have freezing. Six paramedics had to hold me down. The doctors freeze athletes before doing stitches. Mid-game. I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> Jay Woodcroft, thank you for texting. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, hats off to that kid. Whatever. 75 stitches. Whether he got still impressive. Whether he got froze or not, that's unbelievable. Yeah. To come back cooler and, if he didn't get frozen. Come back and play in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you think Gordy Howe got froze? No chance. When I went to a, a, a playoff game in New York... Uh, a Rangers game, Madison Square. It was, Must be uh, nice. It was amazing. It, the tickets got arranged through Glenn Sather, actually. Must be nice. It was so nice. But well, we sat beside the dentist that goes to every game and just stands by to be there just in case. And He's the guy with the cup of milk that they put the teeth in? Just a great guy. Yeah, and, and he says, you know, they use me, what, three, four times a year I need to get involved. But other than that, I get to come to every game, just sit here in these primo seats and just stand by. So I'm sure there's doctors that do the same thing. Well, they've got doctors. Oh, yeah, of course there's doctors at the game. Yeah. Like, at what point does the specialist end? Yeah. They got a dentist, a chiropractor, a physiotherapist. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> I think probably do. Thinking about it now, it makes sense to give them a little topical. <laughs> right? Like, I get it. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, we say good morning to uh, Euler play-by-play guy on 6.30 chat again tonight. Uh, the one and only Jack Michaels. Uh, people love you, by the way, Jack. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm not just saying this to suck up, but it, it really is true. Uh, we've got lots of text messages from people saying that they love you. I was listening to the pregame show on Ched the other n- night, and it sounded like people were doing selfies with you before the game. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty nice to be you, isn't it? Well, in light of that, I'd, I'd appreciate a little bit more reverence 
when you give my title because I have Oiler play-by-play guy like actually on my business card. So <laughs> I take it as seriously as the guy did in American Psycho. So I'd appreciate <laughs> a little bit more. You know, when you say it, like punch it a little bit. You kind of threw it out a little bit. Yeah, play that play guy. Play that play guy. Give me a little bit more juice next. Okay, time, got it. We will do. Right. We will do that for sure, my friend. Uh, right. uh, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, it's we've we've had some time to digest what happened on 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 Monday night, and uh, the Oilers played really really well, and they keep talking about the penalties, and and uh, that was the reality of the game. It, it certainly did catch up to us by the time it was all said and done, and it was a it was a it was a tough one for sure. Well, you know, it was, and, and a lot of people are going to focus on the finish, and rightfully so, because that's ultimately all that matters in any game. But, you know, the key that you don't want to forget is what you did for the first 40 minutes. And I, and I thought the Oilers played a, a pretty crisp two periods, so you don't need to stray from what got you to that position in that game and what got you to the position of, a 15-game point streak. I don't think you need uh, to, to to panic. In other words, uh, you know, it was you're playing you're playing a good team, and you're exactly right. If you take a couple penalties, they're going to make you pay. I mean, they had a 25% power play. It wasn't a league record-setting power play the way Edmonton was. But you know, again, I think five on five, Edmonton did a lot of good things in that game. So, you know, understand and respect why you lost the game, but don't run around try to change everything because, again, uh, for 40 minutes you did exactly what you needed to. So I don't think wholesale changes are in order. I think, as you rightfully point out, a little bit more discipline and recognizance of, of you know, score, time, situation, and, and where you need to be from a physical standpoint. Uh, you don't need to take those penalties. Uh, the last thing you want is, is start to get involved with stick penalties and reaching penalties because those are ultimately ones that can be avoided. So this is a this is a time where Edmonton needs to come out and play the same kind of solid game it did for 40 minutes, and you got to close it out. I think Leon Dreisaitl summed it up perfectly when we said when he said we just need to have a little bit more maturity, and uh, and, and I think the result will be different. Now, Jack. What about McJesus? He's going to go off here, right? <laughs> I think, you know what, I, you make a good point. I, it's funny, he was buzzing in the first period, and I'll give Jonas Corposalo some real credit in that game. I, I think the only reason it was only 2 nothing after 40 minutes is how well Corposalo played. I mean, McDavid, again, you know, you look at the third period and maybe it wasn't his best period, but, you know, he beat three guys to create a penalty that led to the five-on-three in the first period. Right. He was buzzing early. Didn't have it as much like the rest of his teammates in the third period. But I think you're absolutely right. And, and you know, only once this season did he go back-to-back games without a point, and that was in games five and six. I mean, he, he's had a pretty good stretch for six months, even yeah, by not his bad. standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, <laughs> even by his standards. So I think uh, I think it's well well suited. I I would not want to be Philip Deneau tonight 
He's going to see a lot of Connor McDavid, and he's going to see an angry Connor McDavid tonight. Yeah, the Kings were all over uh, of, of, of Connor, like I am all over a Smarty. I mean, it was serious, right? Uh, and at one point in the game, there was a two-on-one with uh, Yanmark, and all three Kings just went <laughs> to Connor and left Yanmark right. to go. I mean, have you ever he, even seen that? No, no, no. That, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, and, yeah. and, and even Yanmark was in shock. He shot the puck because he he was in disbelief that they just all decided, oh, you, you, you know, you do what you need to do. We're just all going to go cover him. He did what I do in beer league and shoot him from 25 feet out. <laughs> I agree with you. I think it actually unnerved yet, Mark, to see Dursey basically leave him and skate toward McDavid and say, Corpus Allo, you got it. It's, it's not the worst strategy in the world, I suppose. Play-by-play play man for the Edmonton Oilers, Jack Michaels. Jack. Now you forgot the team. <laughs> I think he's going to say Stanley Cup on? champions. Like, didn't you sell this segment? Edmonton Oilers play-by-play play man on 6:30. Chad, Jack Michaels, Jack. Thank you for joining us. Different result tonight. We just—it's uh, going to be a, a great game, and uh, you're going to be calling it. And uh, we can't wait to to hear you screaming and yelling and calling those goals. Thank you, my friend. Nothing like playoff hockey. Thanks for having me on, guys. You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All right, it's quick draw time. We've got Chad and Erica on the line. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. How are you? All right, we're doing fantastic. We're getting jacked up for that uh, hockey game, and uh, you guys are too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah? For sure. Okay, and we've got uh, Country Thunder tickets. You talk about getting jacked up. This is pretty awesome. It's happening August 18th to 20th in Calgary, and one of you is going to be going, okay? All you got to do is scream out your answers. Matt's the judge. And again, it's a best of five, so the first one to get three right is going to go to Calgary, all right? Okay. Awesome. Here we go. Question number one. Things that make you sneeze that start with a letter M. Moss. Moss? Moss. Okay, moss. Matt? I don't know enough about moss to say no. Yeah? Yeah, Yeah, Chad says yes. Hey, Chad? Yeah, that's great. All right, way to go, Chad. All right, good sport. Okay, question number two. A sport you play indoors that starts with the letter R. Rugby. I think I heard Chad say it first. What? Ch- Chad, did you say something? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a brrr. Okay, I thought he said <laughs> no. Okay, I, I yeah. Chad being so biased towards Chad, Chris. Chad spoke first. He didn't say an yeah. answer. Okay. I got it. Thank All right. you for being honest, Chad. All right, Chad. Uh, you got a block. You got a blocker here. Okay. Yep. Something that has wheels that starts with a letter W. Wagon. I know what's happening. Chad, you did get smoked. You know what? Erica's got somebody helping her in her ear. That's what I kept hearing. (laughs) There you go. Who's helping you, Erica? My mom right beside me. Okay, there we go. Thank you for much. All right. Well, you got to take your mom to Calgary because you guys are going to Country Thunder. Chad, you got to get your mom to help. <laughs> You're listening to the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah. That ain't right. That is weird. What? What? That boy ain't right. right. All right, weirder what Wednesday. I was uh, searching the old internet. I saw something kind of interesting. There's a mom who's got a 14-year-old son who's absolutely obsessed with true crime videos. So what would a true crime video entail, Matt, do you think? You know, like, it's that, like, boy, it was a peaceful town. Right. Until right. it wasn't. Right. You know, like, these mystery noises. And, and typically it's not, like, a Disney movie. No, I mean, it's a lot darker, right? You know, 
talking about murders and there's chalk outlines and police tape and people in interrogation rooms. Right. Okay. So she's not very happy. Now, she's got an ex-husband who is all over this, and let's let the son watch it at his house, which, you know, there's always battles between divorced couples and the kids and what they can and cannot do. So she, you know, she wants to know, I mean, is it, you know, is it weird or what or acceptable to let him to do this? Like, is it okay? How old is he? 14. You're getting to the age where you almost can't stop it. Right. Right? He's just got his learning license. Kids like what they like. Yeah. As long as it's not tra- traumatizing him. Yeah. Do you think I it's weird? No, I think true crime is a big deal nowadays. One of the biggest podcasts on earth is My Favorite Murder, where two girls talk about their favorite murders. Right. My son was probably eight, and he was obsessed with CSI Miami. He... <laughs> Thank you for that. He loved it. He loved it. Really? Yeah, he loved watching the whole show and the murders and then trying to figure out exactly what happened. And Looks yeah. like the tide <laughs> is going out. <laughs> what a weird show for a child to watch. <laughs> Did you encourage this? We couldn't stop. Well, we could stop it, of course. We were the parents. But it was like, yeah, you know, he always wanted to be a police officer that investigated homicides. Like, yeah, it was like... Don't we all? (laughs) Not really, not me. (laughs) Fair. So our question this morning is, you know, big topic, little topic, whatever. Is is it weird or what for your kids to, you know, be obsessed with true crime podcasts and videos and things like that? Or what is that weird or what obsession that your children have that's just not normal? Well, early on in my son's life, he was obsessed with Steve Aoki. (laughs) We watched full sets from these big concerts. And now he's obsessed with something called My Singing Monsters. Okay. Which is a game on on a mobile game. Right. And you just get these monsters, you hatch them and breed them, and they all sing a song. He'll watch videos for hours. He's just like, what? Yeah, whatever, I guess it's pretty wholesome. Yeah, they just sing. I guess. All right. It's better than the true crime Murder stuff, kid. right? Okay. 780-421-1039. You can call us or text us this morning. Uh, what is that weird or what thing that your kids are into? You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Hey. Yeah, play La Bamba, baby. Uh, Oilers in action tonight, of course, against the Kings, uh, hoping for a much better result. At Rogers Place, 824 uh, puck drop. Uh, is it weird or what? That's the question this morning. We're talking about uh, the 14-year-old that's into true crime shows. Uh, my daughter and I have been watching true crime shows since she was about 13, and now she knows just how scary the world is out there. I don't think it's anything wrong with that, says a texter. Put the fear in her. Yeah, okay. Around the same age, I had the same obsession. It was the first time I heard of Ted Bundy. I went down the rabbit hole looking for any information I could find. And clearly, I did not turn into Ted Bundy, which is a fortunate thing. It doesn't mean it won't traumatize you. I started watching shows like CSI and Criminal Minds when I was young, but Jurassic Park is the one that gave me nightmares, so... And I said, well, you... Clearly, the fake one's the scariest. She's like, Jurassic Park is a real possibility. <laughs> I mean, like, technically. Sure. We're a ways away from it. And Rochelle says, my 14-year-old daughter, totally into paranormal stuff. Not weird at all. All right, thanks for your texts and phone calls. Here's Little Big Town, Day Drinking, Kissing Country, 103.9. You're listening to the Kissing Country, Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. That ain't right. That is weird. What? What? That boy ain't right. So a mom on Reddit was talking about the fact that her 14-year-old son is really into true crime stuff, true crime stories, and uh, 
She's not a real big fan of him watching this stuff. Her ex-husband, the father, has got no problem with it. So we got talking about that and is it weird or what? And, you know, to, to, to be obsessed with that at a young age and what other obsessions do you have at young ages? I was saying that my son loved CSI Miami when he was a little kid. And somebody else says, OMG, I love CSI Miami as a kid too. I watched it from the time I was about 10 years old. I think the CSI shows are brutal. Yeah. But shame, by the power to you. I think they were just fine. I'm trying to remember. Well, they're also like the most watched shows on television, so clearly I'm wrong. Yeah. Again. Look at that. I like that admission. Uh, my oldest, now 23, was obsessed with the movie Signs when she was about four. What's that one's terrifying. Okay. It's she, it's about aliens. She would watch it over and over. All right. I love true crime. I always have. I'm trying to figure out who it was from the time it starts, of course. If a kid likes it it's not doing any harm, then let him enjoy it. I've been watching true crime and murder shows since I was eight, and I didn't turn into a serial killer. This is everybody's thing. It's like, well, I watch true crime. I haven't murdered anybody. <laughs> That's a pretty high bar. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Can we all just take a second and realize, like, I haven't killed anyone, so it must be okay. <laughs> That's ludicrous. <laughs> Good morning, Kissin. Good morning. You guys are asking if it's weird or what if he can watch true crimes at age of 14. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's weird. My daughter has been watching CSI since she was three years old, and now she's going to be going into criminology and sociology. Okay, there it is. That's better than going into murder. Some say. Exactly. She was born with it. <laughs> I can do this all day, by the way. Oh, great. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Edmonton Valley Zoo employee was bitten by a Burmese python yesterday. Not a bit, uh, a small snake. Uh, the snake weighs 75 kilos, 3.6 meters long. It is a giant, giant snake. Uh, fortunately, uh, the lady in her 30s was given first aid at the zoo, taken to hospital for observation, and it sounds like she's doing well. The snake, 15 years old, has been in the zoo since 2016 and is back in the enclosure where probably the snake should hang out. You take the animal out of the wild, but you can't take the wild out of the animal. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, what do you expect? You handle enough p- snakes, you're going to get bit by a snake. I guess. The problem with that is, you think like, oh, they'll just wrap around me. But the thing is, it latches, and then it's going to wrap around you to suffocate you, right? What's my story? What's the story when they when they try to figure out if you're big enough to swallow? What do, what do they do? There's something with a snake. It'll, like, it somehow, like, it sizes you up. It does. I forget what, yeah. It's like, hmm, could I eat you? Hmm. Yeah. I, I know you're saying, like, I forget. Somebody will text it anyway. <laughs> it's not when they wrap around you, I don't think. It's like, but somehow they eye up and they just yeah. figure it out. So, okay. Here's our question. What bit you? Strange and unusual thing. Uh, Matt's got a biter now. Yeah. My daughter bit my son <laughs> in the cheek, like full on <laughs> the last of us zombie style. <laughs> And he's still got the bruise on his face. And then she she legit will try to bite me still. She's only bit Bo so far. But, like, she'll get angry. She'll start shaking and go, and, like, grab my fingers like, ah, I'm going to take a bite out of you. She's getting a wide swath. She's kind of like, you know, you know, like in the NHL. I, I saw this in the game. Like, Darnell Nurse, he was kind of doing the same thing. Like, he was, like, you know, just basically saying, stay away from me at the beginning of the game, you know. He just, but he wasn't biting people, but he was using his stick to cross-check them. But it's the same idea with your daughter. She wants uh, her space, and she's getting it right now. <laughs> oh. The problem is she actively looks for something to bite. So like when she gets angry, like, Bo takes a toy and t- walks away with it. And then she's like, well, I'm going to have to bite you now. 
Are you sure this isn't like The Last of Us? <laughs> <laughs> Is she patient zero? <laughs> what bit you? What animal bit you? Have you ever been bit by a horse? I was never bitten by a horse, but I was always scared to death that my horse would bite me because that would hurt. Like, seriously. My dad worked in Northlands yeah. for like a week, uh-huh. and he quit because one of the horses bit him. Oh, man. It's, that's enough. All right. I've been bit by a dog or two. That's for sure. Really? Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I got bit a number of times, like probably five or six. For the longest time, I was scared to death of dogs. Uh, well, how, how come these dogs are biting you? Farm dogs. They're just a little more feral. Don't go near a farm dog when it's eating. Well, yeah, well, stop trying to steal the pork chop from its... Bull, you porker. I remember, <laughs> I remember one time we had Snoopy and Lassie, the Border Collies, and uh, my brother Jason and I were hanging out by them eating, and uh, one bit me, and I started, or my brother started to laugh, and the other one bit him. <laughs> Snoopy and Lassie suck. Like, get dogs that don't bite. Ever heard of a Labradoodle? <laughs> there was no such thing back then. <laughs> there was only about three breeds of dogs. <laughs> In your mutt, your Border Collie, and something else. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Dot com slash smart. Yeah, Oilers in action tonight. We'll be playing that song at the end of the game for a big Oiler win. We're talking about bites after the lady at the Valley Zoo got bit by that giant snake uh, on a farm. On the farm, we get to see a lot of garter snakes as a texter. A few of them here and there don't bother me, but I went to, to let the horses out of the pen one day and put my foot by the post to open the gate, and there were several hundred of them crawling up my All leg right. and biting me everywhere. <laughs> Could you imagine? One or two I can handle a whole gang I cannot yes a hundred garter snakes what do they call that a mating ball I, I call that crazy I call that a <laughs> awful bit. I definitely got bit by my horse trying to get on her so I bit her back in the nose and she never bit me again <laughs> what you're supposed to bite the biters back no you're not you're not like legit people are like why your kid bites bite them back no <laughs> no yeah whatever you got your kid running around trying to eat everybody she doesn't do it on purpose. I like this text. My two-year-old's been biting me, man. I think I take the snake bite for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yeah, your chance to see that guy. The sold-out show at Commonwealth Stadium and maybe even meet him backstage with that Luke Combs code word coming up again at 9 o'clock this morning and every hour all day long. We're talking about the, the snake bite at the Valley Zoo. The lady is... Sounds like she's going to be fine, but it was a big snake that bit her. And, uh, well, the stories have been coming ever since. Random fact for you. Did you know that garter snakes, they give live birth. They don't lay eggs. Oh, really? Where's the eggs? They don't They don't lay eggs. No. They, they give live birth. Just like just like Just like people. people. Yeah. They have a little placenta and mom gives birth. They're so tiny um, that when breeders give them, they have to make sure that it's absolutely seal-proof, because even the tiniest little crack these guys can get through. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Mm. I also learned that dogs don't lay eggs. No. <laughs> well, obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> but they're one of the rare species that actually does. That's wild. Are they still considered reptiles? Obviously, right? Oh, yeah. They're still considered reptiles. So there's three different types of uh, snakes. There's snakes that lay eggs, there's snakes that don't lay eggs, and then there's snakes that uh, have kind of a like a half egg thing. Yeah. They have this semi hard egg that goes stays in them, and then they pass after the tra- after the snake hatches. Okay, and there's also snakes that run for government. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. 
Boop. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here all week. Thank yeah. you. No worries. Random B- facts. Bye-bye. Sure. We appreciate it. Kissing, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hi. Hey, uh, you were you're wondering what snakes do to size you up? Yeah. They actually lay down beside you and stretch out. That's it. Yeah. That, and um, and some, some cougars do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ones at Cook County Saloon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know how to defend against cougars. Now I know how to defend against snakes. Yeah. So if either one of those lie down beside you, you could be in trouble. Yeah. Make sure you get tested the next day for venom, if you know what I'm talking about. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Great tune for the Prairie States. It's called Waiting on You, Kissing Country, 103.9 with Chris Sheets and Matt DeBurs. What a bunch of fun we're having this morning. Thanks for all of your crazy, uh, not crazy, crazy fun text messages this morning and phone calls uh, about, uh, you know, how'd you get bit, what you get bit by. Elise says, I was looking to buy a horse. It came up and bit me so hard they thought they'd have to amputate my thumb. One surgery, six weeks later, I was good, did not buy the horse. No kidding. Yeah, horse, if you want to get bought, yeah. don't bite. Yeah, when I was a child, we had a big sandbox in our backyard. The geese decided it was their sandbox, and they would chase us kids out and bite us in the back of our knees. It hurt like crazy. Yeah, you, you geese biting. I know. I've, I've never been bit by a, a goose, but I think it's bad. Very territorial. you got to think, like, I think I could stop a goose. Yeah? Just grab by the neck. Yeah? Yeah, but they're, I don't know. You think you could. Find me a confrontational goose that needs to be removed, and yeah. I'll remove it. <laughs> I'd love to watch that. That'd be a good video. I used to work uh, pony rides, and one time I was working at uh, K-Days, and one of the ponies bit my arm while the kids were riding. I had to keep calm, but man, did it hurt. Still have the scar. Ponies are the devil. Did you ever own ponies on the farm? Not really. Well, maybe. I don't know. They're more more full-size horses. Uh, But then I was laughing off-air because I was remembering my bite story. I've told this one on the air before, but uh, uh, my son, when he went out to Thorsby to to uh, whatever you do to get your gun all lined up. Right? Oh, sure. He's, he's getting the sight all lined Yeah. So so he's uh, at my brother-in-law Jeff's, and he's uh, laying down kind of, uh, you know, he's laying down with a gun, and he's he's aiming at a target, and he shoots, and all of a sudden he feels this pain in his rear end, and he's like, the instant thought he had was somehow the bullet must have ricocheted, came back, and shot him in the butt. <laughs> Landed right in his brum. <laughs> But no, it was just their blue healer, Rio. That <laughs> as soon as he shot the gun, the dog bit him in the butt from behind. <laughs> Ouch! Bluey, don't do it! R.A.P. Rio, too. Oh, Coyotes got him. He's a good dog. But he just was he? <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? (laughs) Well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.